Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. Favors, hands to Clarkson. Clarkson will fire a three. Oh my, Jordan Clarkson is shooting at a hula hoop. Clarkson is nine of 12. He's got six threes. Joe swings through O'Neal. He bobbles. Six on the clock. This possession's not going anywhere. Rudy flares at Ingles. He gets in the paint, gives it back to Royce, gets the three off in time, and hits! Rolls Royce! Wow! Left side O'Neal for three. Good, Royce O'Neal. Three fourth quarter threes. And the Jazz hit their 18th of the night in 45 attempts. There's the highlights. The last time the Jazz played the Sixers, they beat him. Of course, Embiid did not play in that game. The rematch is tonight, last game before the All-Star break. Jazz are 27-8, and and that is the best record in the NBA and the Sixers are 23-12. and 12. That is the best record in the East. So it's top in the East versus top in the West. And lots of people looking at the Nets and lots of people looking at the Lakers when they're healthy as the best teams in the respective conferences. But right now, these are the teams with the best records in the respective conferences sitting in the top spot. PK, are you ready for a statement game? Or it's just another one out of 80, 72, 72. 72, 72. Uh, yeah, I think it's a big game under the circumstances. Who wants to go into an all-star break? One and three losers of three out of four. And I think you had said uh, four out of seven if that would have been yep. the case. Yep. So that's not very good. They with a one and three road trip. So, yeah, I think it's a big game. And if you want to go statement game, I can live with it. It's a statement that will be trumped by other statements later on, and we know that. But since you're going to have to sit and simmer in this result for a week, a little more than that, then uh, it might as well be a win. Game tonight, 5 o'clock. Zones coverage begins at 4 with Jazz Game Night, the pregame show. And then it's off to the All-Star Weekend. Donovan Mitchell's going to face Steph Curry, Devin Booker, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Zach Levine in the NBA's three-point shootout this weekend in Atlanta. So some big names there. They got Steph Curry, and I suppose it helps a little bit trying not to take too many people to Atlanta. Maybe they talked a few more stars into it. Because they often seem to sit it out. For what? What are you talking about? For the three-point shootout. Steph Curry's in the three-point shootout. Devin Booker's in. Good guess. Both former champions in that event. Jalen Brown. <laughs> okay. 20. No, not Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum's 22 today. Yeah. All right. Stars. Well, out Fort Wayne. The Mad Ants. A decent weird nickname. The Mad Ants. They beat the Mad Ants yesterday. 109-93 in the G League. Next to last game of the condensed <laughs> season, we? six o'clock tonight. Lakeland Magic. Why were we including you star scores this? all of a sudden? I have no idea. <laughs> I was You're... told to include them. So oh, there it is. All right, yeah. <laughs> stars in the Lakeland Magic. DJ and PK. I've actually been looking at the box scores though, just to see. Uh, Doak has not been playing, obviously, but uh, to see what Elijah Hughes has been doing. Yeah. And they've been on television a few times during the day, so uh, I, it seems like I'm paying more attention to the G League this year 
because the games are on television in the day and it's winter and I'm available during the day as opposed to in the evening when there's NBA games on like it is traditionally. Harder to follow the G League under that setup. All right, DJ. Yeah, because you got the other stuff to do. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Suns beat the Lakers 114-104 last night. Phoenix is 15-3 in their last 18 games. They're now in second place in the West by percentage points over the Lakers and half game over the Clippers. And that was a weird game because uh, LeBron had his 38. Kuzma was out. We already know AD is out. And the Suns win, although Trevor Booker got ejected. And they kicked him out. Trevor Booker? Wow. Didn't seem like much. How about Devin Booker? Or Devin, yes. <laughs> I put Trevor on there. You put Trevor in there, thank you. And I'll read anything at this hour. You know that. Old Jasmine. Devin Booker. I know, Trevor Booker. I mean, I'm like, Trevor Booker? Uh, Devin Booker got kicked out, and it wasn't much. He got one for saying something. He got one for how he threw a bounce pass to a referee. Man, guys have done a lot more than that and not gotten a T. I don't know if there's some ongoing thing there or somebody's in a bad mood or what. That was pretty quick. Bang, bang, gone. That bug you? Or you're okay? Stars, you got to behave better. That's basically what Monty Williams said. You're a guy, you can't get kicked out. Doesn't matter. You can't. Well, I think it's on uh, the individual to make sure that he doesn't approach anything close to that. Uh, but, yeah, I thought it was a little quick. I didn't understand it. And, I, and the announcers, they were baffled. Jimmy Jackson and whoever the other guy is. Uh, so... Yeah, I thought it was not really fully explained to the viewer, and that's what I was. So it, it didn't make much sense to me. But the the Lakers are stripped down. I mean, you mentioned Kuzman, Anthony Davis, Gasol. He Gasol was didn't go too, either. Yeah. Uh, with so that's going to be hard. And now they're saying that LeBron is going to miss a game, Sacramento. And LeBron is the only Laker who played in every game. So that'll be his first miss of the year. Uh, Kawhi Leonard missed a game. He was out with back spasms as the Clippers lost to the Celtics 117 to 112. Kimba Walker with 25 as Boston picks up the W and the Clippers slip into fourth place in the Western Conference. Not good, PK. What's going on? Uh, sure, in the short term, not good. But you look at Mr. October, Reggie Jackson, he had a big game. So maybe with the uh, injury situation with Leonard being out, you know, you get some more confidence and playing time for some other guys that you may need in the playoffs. So I could spin that very easily. Spurs beat the Knicks 119-93. Quietly overachieving, at least versus my expectations. Didn't think the Spurs were going to be fifth in the West Quietly. right now. Quietly. No one's talking about Popovich it. Does, Popovich does nothing po- quietly. <laughs> they are fifth uh, percentage points ahead of the Blazers and Nuggets. They're all jammed up there, five, six, seven. So maybe they won't last there for long. But they take down the Knicks 119 to 93. Trey Lyles. Governor had, Popovich. Uh, he doesn't do anything quietly. <laughs> Trey Lyles had 18 for the Spurs there. All right, any of these other games uh, catch your attention? Well, the Nuggets taking down the Bucks oh, sure, probably did. Yeah. 128-97. Jokic, that was a huge stat line. 37 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. His 50th NBA triple-double. 
and the Nuggets getting I, it together. I couldn't care less about the the triple doubles. It's it's they're beyond me. I don't I don't know why you always mention every time somebody has one, but. The thing that I see with Denver is I don't think they're going to be eighth. I think they're going to be better. But I I don't understand how anybody wouldn't think they would be dangerous in the postseason. When you've got a player of this guy's caliber and players play off of him, I mean, really, he is just absolutely amazing. But to me, they're going to be difficult to beat four times. It's probably, someone's going to do it, but it's not going to be easy. James Harden's going to play in Houston tonight for the first time since the Rockets traded him to the Brooklyn Nets. He told reporters he hopes to be, quote, received with love. The love and appreciation I've given that city and that I still give that city, I'm, I'm hoping the favor can be returned. Nobody wants to be booed. Doesn't want to be the bad guy. Well, do they have fans there? Uh, I think they have a small number. Oh, I don't know. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Pac-12 hoops tonight. Utah hosts Oregon State at the Huntsman Center. Makeup game for a game earlier in the year. It's actually been bummed back a couple times. They're going to play at the Huntsman Center 5 o'clock tonight on ESPNU. Oregon State's 9-9. The Utes are 7-10. So a couple of middling Pac-12 teams going at it. And for the Utes, chance to pick up a W here, build on that... uh, the big win over USC. But it's so up and down. We've said that before. We'll see how it goes. If they win, they get back to 500 on the season. They're 10 and 11 right now. Okay. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. The recruiting pitch was strong and heavy, um, but I, at the end of the day, I just tell my wife, you know, all signs just kind of kept pointing back down here to Arizona. And, and in my short time here on the ground, I can tell you that uh, I'm absolutely pleased and couldn't be happier with my decision. J.J. Watt deciding to become a Cardinal, talking to his wife, former Alta Hawk. For that money, he ought to still be pleased. Can you imagine if the honeymoon was already over? I signed and I already regret it, said no one. I, I don't know. Was it a strict money decision? I, I really don't get into what these guys make, so I, I can't really answer that as, as far as that goes. Dolphins released BYU star Kyle Van Oy. He left New England for Miami in a four-year $51 million deal, but after one year... He's out. He told the NFL Network, I'm surprised and disappointed. As a captain, I gave my all to the team. I fought through a painful hip injury during the season, including spending a night in the hospital after a game. I was brought here to be a leader, and I know my teammates looked up to me and respected me. I'm looking forward to making an impact on my next team on and off the field. He's already had Patriot teammates tweeting at him to come home. Back to the Pats. See where the, the former Cougar ends up. That was surprising, though, that he got let go. I thought he and the team had Yeah, a good well, that was his second year with Miami, wasn't it? No. First is a deal, his... but his second year with Miami. I believe it's just one year in Miami. He's a team captain. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Signed as a free agent, four years, $51 million, got released after one season. Well, you never know with that contract deal with the cap and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, if he's surprised and disappointed, then I think probably everybody else is too. But. How old is he now? He is 29, about to turn 30 later this month. Oh, 
So he should still be in the NBA or the NBA, the NFL next season. Yeah, uh, that's that's good. It's not where he wanted to be. Uh, maybe we'll see what the situation holds. If somebody picks him up, maybe he gets in a better situation. But yeah, if you're going to sign with somebody as a free agent and, and nothing is guaranteed in the NFL, and you think you're going to be there for a couple years at least, and you're gone after one, I can understand his disappointment. Got 15 of the uh, of the 51 million, and he was with the Patriots in 2019. It was just one year. Vikings released 10-year veteran tight end Kyle Rudolph. Move's going to free up $5 million in cap space. Makes him a free agent for the first time. He's 31, so see where he ends up. Trevor Lawrence, presumed top overall pick in the upcoming NFL draft, said his rehab from soldier surgery on his non-throwing shoulder is going better than expected two weeks out from the surgery. Lawrence won, and then maybe a Cougar two to the Jets. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball teams are going to operate alternate sites similar to those used during the pandemic-shortened 2020 season. A long-expected move that will delay the beginning of the AAA season by at least a month. AAA, which of course is what we've got here with the, uh, with the Bees, the Angels affiliate, AAA, the highest level of minor league baseball, scheduled to begin April 6th, going to be pushed back around the same time as AA and Class A are expected to start the first week of May. So, there you go, PK. An adjustment to the B schedule. That's sort of good news, bad news. The bad news is they're not going to have baseball here throughout the the, the AAA. They've they've redone it all. Yep. There's no more Pacific Coast League. They're playing regionally against each other, but I don't, I don't know that the fan really cares about that. So there's not going to be baseball in April. The good news is that April tends to be uh, a somewhat of a, a tricky month weather-wise. So a lot of folks don't go out during that time. It usually for it picks up, you know, as the summer progresses and school gets out. But the thing that has got me nervous is that. I, I saw to where they said that it's at least a month. So it could be more. And then, then that gets in a dangerous situation. And I think we all want to see it out there this summer to have the opportunity. I mean, this past summer was the first summer in years that I haven't been out to the ballpark at least one time, obviously, because they didn't have it. So that makes me a little nervous that when they say at least one month, what does that mean going forward? Is it going to be more than that? And if so, how much longer do we go? And so uh, we, I want to have it. Simple as that. So I assume this means all these minor leaguers are in these alternate sites are going to be in the spring training sites. Yeah. And we already yeah, like said the that they're doing summer. these short games, seven innings. Some of them shortened up even to five. Uh-huh. Because they don't have the pitching depth because they don't have the minor leaguers in camp. So they'll do their camp late. And then they'll stay in Arizona and Florida for, as you point out, at least a month. All right, that's the news. What's trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Tim Lacombe makes his weekly visit. Jazz Radio Studio Analyst, former BYU star, or BYU star, BYU assistant coach, and Utah staffer as well. And Yogi Roth, Pac-12 Network Analyst, is here at 9 o'clock. Because who's ready for some spring football, PK? 
Well, they announced the schedule uh, yesterday, and I think that's a big deal. All right, DJ and PK, coming up, question of the day. We'll set it up. Jazz with a statement game in Philadelphia, or that's overselling it. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Number one. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes or Toast brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Right now you can, draw, you can get up to $6,000 in purchase allowance on the XT lineup. Experience the luxury you deserve by booking a test drive today at Jerry Seiner Cadillac. All right, question of the morning. Is the Jazz game against the 76ers a statement game? PK, I got to go low-end statement game here because of what we just talked about in the last segment, because they've lost two out of three on this trip and they're three and three in their last six games. If you go into the All-Star game losing three out of four and four out of seven, that's not good. So, yes, they need to. And also, they've got some nice wins recently until you realize that they played teams that weren't full strength and were missing star players. So, do they need to beat a good team that's at full strength? Yes. They beat the Clippers shorthanded. They beat the Lakers shorthanded. They beat the Sixers shorthanded. So, this would be absolutely good. But... When they come back, there's going to be another road trip. So that's going to trump whatever happens here and reset the mood. And after that, we're going to get to next month, and they're going to play the Lakers twice in three days. And if the Lakers beat them twice in three days, regardless of the records, the Lakers will be thinking, yeah, we won two out of three from you, and we're full strength. We're better than you. Who cares what the record says? We've had injuries. So okay, what's there's, have to do bigger tonight, statements, there's bigger statements coming. So to me, it's a low-end. Well, that, it's a statement game. Okay. But it's a low-end statement game because these other things are going to be bigger and more important. And we know when we get to them, they're going to be a big deal. I, I think, well, we, well we, we don't know that. But suppose LeBron's not playing. So you can't, you can't say that. You can't say you know that those will be bigger statement games. That sounds good, but you can't say it with any level of accuracy. Because suppose the Jazz have two, three guys out. You have no idea. What, and especially in a COVID situation here. So I can't say that at all. What I know right now is Embiid's going to play. And then, well, you just, that's your big knock. Well, they beat the Sixers without Embiid. Well, that, that takes care of this. So if you get this, I can argue this is your best, biggest win of the season. So I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. So I can't, we, I can't say we know in this year. We don't know anything. In fact, we don't even know that Embiid's going to play tonight until we see him walk out <laughs> and they throw the ball up. I do have the my, opening I do, tip. I do have my doubts about NBA injury reports. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do. I got to admit it. I mean, games have been canceled literally oh, moments yeah. before. Yep. So there's no way I can say we know and fill in the blank. This is a huge game. What else you got for me? It ain't even 7.30 yet? (laughs) (laughs) Look at you. Fired up. (laughs) 
They're coming back <laughs> after the break with one home game with Houston, and then they've got and then five. Road trip, yeah. They've got another five game road trip, mm-hmm. and so sure. even yeah. if they lose tonight, if they come out of the break and just crush it and are great coming out of the break, then we're going to say, oh, they were drained. That doesn't really matter. This is what matters. I still think what comes next, and, and you got me if the Lakers, you know, if LeBron's out, then okay, then it won't be the big statement game. But I do think what comes next is going to trump this. Because right now, these last six games are taking the edge off winning 20 out of 21, which is obviously the bigger sample. And there were some quality wins in this. When I was bringing up the rosters yesterday, you're like, yeah, well, Milwaukee had their team, and the Jazz got them. And Jazz swept Milwaukee this year. You know, won both those games. So, yeah, but, and but I happen to don't think Milwaukee's all that good. I agree. Uh, they're a cup below. They're, they're okay. They're a cup below the, they're the next tier below the, the Sixers and the Nets. But no one really thinks as a three seed they're about to win back-to-back playoff series and, and go to the conference finals. Right now it looks like I the don't. other, I the other two will meet. Year. I don't think they'll do it this right. year. The, the Nets should meet the Sixers, and the Nets should be favored. So. And then if I remember correctly, they played uh, Milwaukee without Drew Holiday at one of those times, so you can go back and forth on that. If the Sixers have their guys, this is a huge game. The Sixers are a, a legitimate contender in the East – Jazz legitimate contender in the West. For the 3rd of March, on Gordon Monson's birthday, it doesn't get any bigger. <laughs> That's a segment coming later this morning. <laughs> what to get Gordon for his birthday. <laughs> Today is his birthday, yes. Wake him up and get so, him on the air, Yach. <laughs> get, the birthday, it's a, get the birthday boy going. He will answer and say, what do you a, want? <laughs> it, it's a big game here. I don't. I the, the reality is in the going forward with the NBA, you don't know who's going to be in or out. I mean, they just announced yesterday Gasol. Not that he's a big time player anymore, but it sort of came out of the blue. And before that, Schroeder had to miss a few games because of this tracing stuff. So you, you have no idea what is going to be down the line, and we don't even know. Maybe in the postseason, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. Well, your guy says everybody will have the vaccine by the end of May, so that's good news. Uh, if it actually happens. And so uh, maybe that'll take care of it. But for right now, it looks like all the important players are going to play, and the Jazz are stumbling a little bit. They need to regain something. Who wants to go into a a nine-day layoff uh, losing three out of four? Nobody does. Literally no one does. This game is gigantic now that I think about it. It's even (laughs) bigger than I thought Ten minutes ago. Well, you did an excellent job putting this question up on uh, Facebook. We'll put it out there on uh, Twitter, and you folks can jump on it. Uh, the Facebook listeners, you, you split them right down the middle, which is, uh, you know, you have a knack for that. No, Benjamin says, the Jazz already beat the Sixers. These are the games you mark a split on, so a win is just icing on the cake. Whoa, my, what, talk about a defeatist attitude. <laughs> no, he's not defeated. He's already he's already declared victory. <laughs> he's like he's declared victory. No, he hasn't. Yes, he has. It's just icing on the cake. Yes, not. We're he said they already beat him once. This is this is icing on the and that's that's a loser mentality. That's not a winner mentality. Going one and one is a winner mentality. 
That'll get you precisely nowhere. Could you imagine, MJ? Yeah, we already beat these guys earlier, so this really doesn't matter. We're a winner either way as we lose this game. And he punches Steve Kerr in the face. Get out of town, man. I, I automatically Jeez. see Jordan sitting in a chair with an iPad in his lap and his eyebrows going up. <laughs> it's automatically raising the eyebrows. Jonathan and the Stewart. unedited version on ESPN, he just dropped the F-bomb. Jonathan Stewart, no. At this point, there are no statement games until June. It'd be a nice game to win, wrong. though. Wrong. He just backdoored it. Wrong, It'd be a nice wrong, game to win, wrong. though. <laughs> at this point, that's the very reason why it makes it a big game, because we're at this point where they are 1-2 and two on the road trip. This is the point where they need to win. If is it seven thirty yet? Jeez, it is. It's seven thirty-two. If the uh, Jazz finally, lose, man. If the Jazz lose by double digits, which could happen, maybe a statement game for all the wrong reasons. Mark says, "Ooh, ooh, Mark." What does that mean? Well, the statement is the Jazz just aren't that good. Then that makes it a huge statement game for all reasons. You can't. No, you do, you just don't have a statement game for the wrong reasons. That's not fair to if you win. So you're only, it's only going to be a statement game if you lose. If, but if you win, no, no, no. Come on, if, Mark. You grew up in a culture that preaches fairness, and that is wrong, wrong, wrong. We both know it. Repent ye. <laughs> okay. He grew up in a culture that preaches fairness, but he left it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, see, here it is. Am I... <laughs> He's from South Jordan. He went to Bingham High. He went to Southern Utah University, but he now lives in North Dakota. Uh, is it? How do you say that town? Minot? Mino? M I N O T? I've read it, but I haven't read it. Said. Minot. Is it Minot? Okay. He's now a journalist at the Minot Daily. He's a journalist at the Minot Daily News. All right. Naturally. Well, I'm glad he's left our state. Then I disagree with him completely. Local paper. Good job, sir. There are people on board. Uh, Troy and Dane just give the uh, give the question of the day a simple yes. Is the Jazz game against the 76ers a statement game? Yes. Period. Right. Yeah. I bet you that's Channel 4's Dane Green. Yeah, I bet it isn't. <laughs> we got to explain the backstory. He won one of those awards, and I think it was the D News that listed him as Dane Green, or was it the, yeah. was it the Watchdog? I, I don't know. Who had him at Dane yeah. Green. <laughs> I didn't even have his name right. <laughs> Dana Green, Sportscaster of the Year. My fellow gaucho. They butchered. Dane Green. Yeah. Yeah, we had a uh a photographer that worked at the uh watchdog and he got an all state in football and he still he showed it to me, he showed me a picture of it. They presented him with the award. The the watchdog presented him with the award and they had his name spelled wrong. Thought it was funny. <laughs> So, good old Dane Green. This is a big game. This is gigantic, man. I'm inviting friends over. Party at the Kinahans. Pizza? Well, no, it's going to not. No, it's not a party. No, no, you got it completely wrong. It, it's going to be one of those where we hunker down and we take notes and we're intense. This isn't a party. And no. We- party is when you don't really care about the outcome and you're just going to have a good time. No. We're going to live and die by each possession and pray that Clarkson makes his first shot. That's a good sign. 
<laughs> Jump on them early. Monte says, statement game? Yeah, for sure they are not going to want to lose again. No. See, that's where this is the opponent. Does the opponent really matter? I mean, if they were playing, I don't know, pick somebody yes, at the bottom yes, of the standings, does. they'd want the win because they've lost. You could be playing top of the league, middle of the league, bottom of the league, but you don't want to lose three out of four. No, I mean, they would want the win if they won, so the that doesn't matter. No, then when you play better teams, it's just logical that there's a little more oomph to the game. I mean, it doesn't that come on, I don't need to argue that, do I? Well, it's 7:30, past 7:30, so yeah, go ahead. Well, I know, I mean, I just I, it's unfair for you to have me win seven arguments before <laughs> 7:30. <laughs> Eric says it's absolutely a statement game. You get blown out in this game, heading to the break, losing four of six, well, seven, and you might be looking at a major slide. Just wondering, did the Jazz continuity give them an early advantage that is now going yes. away? Yes, Frank Vogel. Well, I don't think there's any question that Frank, it did. Frank Vogel brought that up. I mean, he said it's not just a Jazz thing. He says there's always teams in the NBA that have more and less continuity, and the teams that have more continuity usually get off to a good start, and that advantage usually goes away over the course of a season as the other teams build that familiarity with their new guys getting used to playing together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening to Phoenix Radio yesterday, and they were previewing the Laker game, and Jared Dudley used to play in Phoenix, and he's, he's one of these totally meaty-friendly guys, so he came on their air uh, day of game. And they were asking him about the teams in the West. And he went right to that. And he put Utah, asked him, you know, obviously we know about the Lakers, so you don't need to tell us about the Lakers. Tell us about the other teams. And he went right to Utah, and then he went right down the list. They returned everybody. The only guy they didn't return, and I'm paraphrasing, but it's very close, the only guy they didn't return was Favors, but he's a Utah guy. And so he he knew it, obviously. So, of course – that and they don't need to apologize for that. That's not anything that it gives them an advantage, but that's just smart management. That's nothing to where you could say, "Wow, yeah, sure, they just built this sterling record on familiarity." Well, to an extent, they did, but it's certainly more than that. I mean, just you can bring back if the if the Minnesota Timberwolves brought back everybody this year, would they be anywhere close to this? No, because they suck. So it. It's nothing that they need to apologize for by any stretch, and certainly it's helped them. But I think the overwhelming reason is the talent that they have that they brought back, not the fact that they just brought back players. It's like I've been saying this for years about college football. Don't tell me, well, just because somebody was a freshman and now he's a sophomore, he's automatically better. No. There's every reason to believe he can be better, but it's not automatic. It's something that the individual has to work for. Just because you return something doesn't mean that something is better simply by another year. You have to you can't just rely on that. You have to rely on how that can benefit you along with the hard work to get to that point. Brendan tweets at us. Yes, it's a statement game. For the rest of the NBA, more than the Jazz. The Jazz beat a shorthanded Clippers team, but lost them at full strength. They beat a shorthanded Sixer team. Can they beat them at full strength? Yeah, I think they can. Because if Simmons goes for 42 like he did, then no. 
because Embiid probably is going to go for at least a low 20s, if not higher. So what I'm counting on is Embiid's return reduces the uh, opportunity to be as effective as Simmons was. Maybe I'm wrong on that, and that's the intriguing part to see how that plays out and how does Rudy go against uh, Embiid because Embiid's a prolific offensive player. I mean, I would, as uh, far as centers, I would still go with Jokic as being number one, but Embiid is a decent second for sure. He's a very good second. He's better than a decent second. He's a very good second because he could do just about everything too. Um, they don't run the offense through him the way the Nuggets do with Jokic, so he's not going to have the level of assists and therefore the almighty triple-double, but he's capable of going for 40 himself because he can step out too. He can put the ball on the floor. He can do just about anything you need an offensive center to do. So that makes this matchup extremely intriguing in a one-on-one basis to see what the Jazz do as far as Gobert because you know you don't want Gobert too far from the hoop and all that stuff, and how do they plan that? I can't imagine that the Sixers would simply have Embiid is a decoy. He's too good. So we're not going to just have Embiid stand out there to draw Rudy from the hoop. We're going to have Embiid to stand out there to be productive. Simmons had the 42 against the Jazz on 26 mm-hmm. shots, which is easily his season high. The next right, highest right, total right. he had was 17. He usually is in that uh, yeah. 12, 13 shots a game range. So this is going to be different. You know, Embiid's yeah. going to get his. He's not a decoy. He's gonna no. he's gonna get the ball and it is going up. So it's gonna it's gonna look different. I mean the game plan is gonna be really different for the Sixers. There's no way that Simmons is gonna go out there and get twenty six shots if Embiid's on the floor. This is not gonna happen. This is one of these games we had circled. Now we've had a few games circled in the first half, but they haven't materialized as much. Like we had the Laker game. Uh, it was a week ago tonight, wasn't it? We had that game as circled, and then we find out Anthony Davis is out, so it takes the luster off of it, and we've already spoken about the prior Clipper game. But we've had games circled, and I, you could circle the Milwaukee games too, and I think this is one of the highlights of the first half of the season. Of course it was, and here it is. And it looks like the most important players are going to play. That by that very nature, even if the Jazz had won, I uh, say they had gone 3-0 on this road trip. It doesn't make this game any less important. This is one of these games that the league and the followers of the league are going to look at, for sure. That's, and I don't think we have to just go and, and try to say, oh, well, it counts as one in the standings. I get all that. And that's true. But nevertheless, we look at certain games, and they seem to matter more we looked at utah football schedule came out yesterday all right so if we look at that and go wow it's just one game blah 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 then you're telling me the arizona game and the sc game yeah i get it both are one game in the standings but the implications of that game have way more oomph to it than simply beating the u of a i wonder what they play that i wondered what word you were gonna go it has way more and i'm like oh here comes the pk the journalist vocabulary oomph I like it. Oomph. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have more uh, meaning in the standings. Now it can because, you know, if SC is your tied and you own the tiebreaker, particularly in the college football, you know, when, when tiebreakers seem to be way more prevalent because they only play nine games in the conference or 
in this case, five games in the division. So obviously the opportunity for tiebreakers have more importance. In a 72-game schedule, probably don't have any, and then particularly when the team is from the other conference. Because I'm sure say. if you told the Jazz, well, we'll get you to the finals, but we'll have to give the Sixers home court. Do you think you'll take that? Sign, sign me up. I'm in. Yeah. And right. the same, and the same for the Sixers. If either one yes. of these teams gets the NBA Finals, it's a really good year. Neither one of these teams has been in the Finals recently, so that'd be a big deal for either franchise. Yes, it is a big game for the league tonight. I would say. I mean, how many games have more have more juice? Oomph. I mean, if the Lakers are going to more oomph. The Lakers are going to be shorthanded, so that that takes a little of the oomph out. Uh, Warriors Blazers, pretty no. good game. They're both over five hundred. A uh, good game, but not to the level of Sixers Jazz. And the Nets and the Rockets. The Rockets are terrible. That's mostly about Harden going back to Houston. And I hope he's received with love. <laughs> you and James both. You and your Sun Devils. You don't really care how he's received. <laughs> I hope no, but it matters to him. Stick up for your devil. There you go. Yeah, and I think he's felt bad about the way he left. He got what he and wanted. He's voiced that. He got, not he did, o- not I, only did he get out, he got to the one team he wanted, because I assume the rest of the league is like, well, we'd like to, but we don't dare. What if he does hear what he did there? What if he's going to do this until he gets to the net? So, I, you know, it's, <laughs> I can't believe he pulled it off, but he did. <laughs> I but he still he, he committed a lot to, to Houston. And that's where he really blossomed as an NBA player for sure. They, and yeah. I think he feel he knows it was uh, it, the good thing for him is it was relatively short as far as the messiness, the length of, that it took. It was almost like you know metaphorically it was overnight. Where you have others that it, it drags on. They send you home sometimes on that situation. Uh, we've seen that, or it just lingers like the Hayward thing lingered the whole friggin' year. You know, is he going to leave? And then it ends up being messy at the end. It was it was not a clean departure, and but yet it lingered the whole season, whereas for Harden, it was basically a week or two, and boom, he's gone. So I think he feels a little bit bad for that. And plus he knows that Houston sucks now, and his situation's way better. I mean, the bottom line is Sun Devils have compassion. DJ PK... For you early risers, we talked about the youth schedule late in the day, but uh, in the show yesterday. But we'll get to that coming up next. And then Tim McComb here to talk statement games and jazz at 8.05. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Tim Lacombe, you can do everything perfect against this Jazz team, but they really do have the versatility to flip your script on you and hurt you another way. That's the part of this I've been really impressed with Quinn and his staff is they have a game plan in place, and where Quinn has been unbelievably good is they get into that locker room and they come out in the third quarter and they have seen what this team's doing, maybe some wrinkles they didn't prepare for, and the Jazz have been so good coming out of the half. It does take a great effort to beat this team, and you know, that's just to beat them one time. You get into a series, we all know how those series go. It's all momentum, but at the end of the day, it's a deeper team uh, and more talented team obviously will prevail, so that bodes well for the Jazz. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Join the big show Friday at the Warehouse from 2 to 6 p.m. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. 
Oh, an early morning boom, which I'm never against. The more booms you can get, the better off we'll all be. DJ PK, the Pac-12 schedule is out. Yogi Roth will be here in about an hour to talk about this. And I've dissected the, it every which way. You have dissected it. Everybody always wants mm-hmm. to know, well, when is the Ute game? Well, Ute game's kind of early. October 9th with a bye week in front of it. Two weeks. For SC you're talking about? You mean USC? Because you said the Ute game. Oh, sorry. Yes, the Utes have a bye to get ready for the USC yes. game. <laughs> I should have never taken that. I figured, you know, he's a Cougar, so he was talking from the Cougar perspective. This I should have true. never taken that. I took a nap yesterday, and I could not go to sleep. Now I'm gassed like it's a Monday morning. I'm having an, I'm having a, I'm having a morning. Should have never taken like that nap. Bucks. How long is the nap? Too long. It's over an hour. Oh, see, I can only go about twenty minutes. I would have been in better shape if I had slept twenty minutes. But enough of uh, my problems. Well, <laughs> truth be told, yeah, I was smack dab in the middle of my twenty minutes when you called me yesterday. Oh, really? Terrible timing. So I'm even more on fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm a cougar. Fine, I said it. <laughs> but so yesterday was Tuesday. Monday. My little uh, 15-year-old, about to be 16 here in a couple of weeks, uh, is doing track for Brighton and had to pick her up at uh, 445. Well, at 445, I was dreaming of sunshine and rainbows (laughs) over in Hawaii. (laughs) So so I was a little late picking her up. But as she told me, all good, all good. (laughs) All right. She gave you a pass. I just it was a nice day, so it was more time to socialize. And she's a little social creature, so it worked out. So, other takeaways from the schedule, because the first thing people always want to know is when is Utah going to play USC? If the Utes are going to win the South, they got to get past USC. They have not won in the Coliseum yet. Well, there's a you short don't have to. There's a short. You don't have to. There's a short checklist of things they haven't done in the conference, and winning you on the Coliseum to. is on the checklist. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they haven't done it yet. Obviously, they've had some real close games. They came within an inch. Uh, Troy Williams just barely didn't get the two-point conversion. Uh, we remember a few years about, ago. Yep. And I got back to the hotel that night. PK, did you see Darren Carrington was wide open in the back of the end zone? <laughs> and, and I bled with the guys a little bit. They were Ute fans staying in the same hotel. Uh, and it was a heck of a game. They've had some great games against those guys uh, for sure. I mean, last time down there wasn't was their only loss that season, and uh, two years ago, and it was of the regular season anyway. It was definitely their worst game because they went eight and one. So uh, yeah, and and they had the coaches on, and Kyle was on there, and I knew he'd spin it. Yep, that bye week it comes right if you include the uh, two days. That's right in the middle. I mean, they can have the bye week the first week of the season. Yep, that gives us some opportunity to get refreshed for the long term. It's a perfect time. He'll spin anything as any coach would do. The bye week's the bye week. Uh, who really cares when it comes? I mean, you don't know. What what's going to be? Maybe uh, you need somebody to get healthy. You probably need somebody to get healthy at any point. I would prefer to have it in the middle of the regular season if I had my choice. But you take it whenever they give it to you. So the fact that they have an opportunity to prepare a little bit extra for SC uh, that that's good. I, I can't say it's not. I don't know that it's going to be making the difference between winning and losing. 
So, I mean, we already know who they were going to play. We just didn't know the order. We knew the order of the non-conference, uh, and there's no reason why they don't go 3-0 and with Weber, uh, BYU, and San Diego State. And San Diego State is not, as we discussed yesterday, for those folks need to realize that's not a road game because they're playing in Carson two hours away. Nobody plays two hours away from your uh, home field. I, I, that's never been done. I don't know why in the world. I would've, they they would have been better off going to junior college for all I care or for what a locally, but nevertheless, they chose to go Carson two hours away, only only about 10 minutes away from where I used to live. And for Jake Scott, I want him to know that I did live in California. And Jake is jealous that I live in California. He took shots at me when we had David Aldridge that I told him that we both of us were from California, meaning we didn't grow up here, so we were introduced to the culture in the 90s. But Jake made fun of me on his show and the only thing I can think of is he's jealous that you and I lived in the Golden State, and he didn't. But nevertheless, playing in Carson is not a true road game, so there's no reason why they don't go 3-0 and zero as they usually do. And then it's on. Washington State, uh, they should uh, have an opportunity there, and they have an opportunity to be successful this season for sure. The conference, speaking from the conference perspective, and we'll hit this with Yogi, it's why I wanted to talk to him about it, 9-11 is a gigantic day for the Pac-12. As the Pac-12 continues to strive for what? Regain relevance? Stay relevant? What level do you want to put the scale of relevance on there? Well, the the second week, which is 9-11, obviously uh, BYU and Utah play. Uh, Cal, or uh, no, Colorado, A&M. Uh, Oregon, Ohio State. Uh, Cal at TCU. Washington at Michigan. So that's a big, big weekend for the conference. They win all of those games, then that's going to be a huge shot in the arm. They lose all those games, and that's going to be a major blow. Uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on is we had Guy Holiday on at 8 o'clock yesterday, you know, and I know there's a lot of people wondering, you know, why, why did this happen? How did it happen? Where are they going from here? I think it's just. Uh, Talking to people after they heard Guy talk, uh, just wonder if he and you brought this up, PK. <laughs> you were on you were on track, but just a little off the mark. Well, possibly. Story of my life. We'll really have to see how. Boil it well, down. you said listening to him talk, he's the kind of guy like the governor should hire him. There has got to be some kind of job that he would be perfect for for the state. And people were pointing out to me that. Um, you know, he mentioned the school president. Wide receiver coaches don't interact with a school president. Now, she's the outgoing president. She's going to be leaving. They're going to have a new president. But, yes. you know, he's been taken care of here. He referenced that uh, he's, he's probably not coaching this coming year. And, uh, you know, somehow Kyle is taking care of him. I don't know within the football budget what exactly has been worked out. But he was clearly grateful for something. And and thanking the president, you know, he, he, Recruiting is a young man's game, and he talked about his health. Now, he did talk about other jobs. And, you know, if you have a year away from the game, everybody has the right to change their mind, so he might go into coaching. But it just wouldn't be shocking after listening to that interview. And you can go back and listen to it wherever you get podcasts. Listen to that interview and ask yourself if you would be surprised if he ended up working at the U in some other role. And I don't know what that role would be, um, but something. You know, and I don't think it's maybe it is, but I don't think it's nailed down yet. I think it's, but I think there's some discussion or some opportunity out there. 
a year from now, but it sounds like you take a year off, but I don't know. Leave that, leave that door open and keep seeing, uh, see if he walks through it in a year. Yeah, maybe he'll change his mind and he'll want to coach. You know, he's, he said he had a couple of NFL, NFL offers, so who knows what he'll want to do in a year. But. So what you could say is Guy Holiday is walking through that door. It just might, it just might happen. Predicting the future is a tricky thing, but I would, uh, I would leave that on the table. And the way he's well, that'd be great about, for him if that's yeah. what he wants. Yeah, the way I mean, whatever he wants, that's what I want for him. Right. This uh, the way he spoke about the university. Uh, you know, mo- I had multiple people point out you, you got to leave that door open. So, all right, DJ and PK. When we come back, uh, Tim Lacombe, Jazz Radio Studio Analyst, former BYU assistant coach, he is going to join us, and we'll find out if he thinks. Tonight is a statement game. Yogi Roth, Pac-12 Network Analyst to talk youth football and Pac-12 schedule coming up at 9 o'clock. Stay with us.